Slag Guy. That's the theme tune of the Slag Guy podcast, which to a lot of people means one thing. And not, well, and I'm so excited I fucking hit my microphone with this. It doesn't mean exciting, funny podcast content. It, it just now means it's Monday. Because most people listen to this on a Monday to go, oh, thank fuck, that's what day of the week it is. Now, it doesn't help you if you listen to it on Tuesday or Wednesday. It just fucks your brain entirely, and I apologise for that. But what I do want to say is I've just been recording this podcast for the last half an hour and I just deleted it. You know why? Because my energy was low. I wasn't bringing what I would want to a podcast. I was talking effectively what people would say is a big pile of steaming hot utter shite. Or if you don't want to be vulgar and rude and don't want to say talking bullshit, you can say I was I was um I was whimsically um stating bovine scatology that's what it was all about but i'm not about that i want to bring a positive energy i want to bring happiness i want to bring some sort of laugh to this shitty situation because that's what we're in at the minute we're in a shitty situation and you know what it's been a shitty week for me not a lot has really happened activity wise um some of you may know this some of you will not um but i just want to first of all say thank you to those who have been in touch with me this week and sent condolences because those that don't know my dog my mascot my sidekick the one who would sit beside me when i'm recording this podcast that struck his wee head he would just be a great guy part of the family mr charlie had to be put to sleep this week and it's been awful um i know sometimes uh, people will be like oh, focus on it. it doesn't matter you know i've lost now two dogs and i've been as sad at the loss of a dog as I've been at the loss of close family members. So I just wanted to say thank you to all the listeners of my podcast. Um, again, people are like, how did they find that out? I did, I did a, a Patreon podcast the day after Charlie passed away, and it was a useful tool. I don't know how good it was to listen to as a listener, but it was a useful tool for me to kind of say how I felt because it was struggling. I was doing a lot of crying. It was a tough place to be in the house. My, my wife's distraught. It's been her dog for years. You know, I kind of inherited him with her. So, you know, it's been a tough, it's been tough all week, but I feel like I said what I wanted to say on the Patreon podcast. I gave a few stories about, um, about him and I don't want to dwell on it on this podcast because it'll just make me sad again and I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm being a bit more positive the last couple of days you know first few days I was all black everything you know I was in mourning the curtains were shut I was just sad everything was reminding me of him it was shit and now I'm doing the podcast once again I feel like oh where is he it's weird but hopefully in time like anything injury wise this is this is like an injury because I'm, I'm hurting. I feel constantly that sick feeling in your stomach and you're sad. You know, that's how I feel. But like any injury, it'll heal over time. You know, initially it's unbearable, but as, as the times go on, it'll get better. And I think in the last few days I've been able to kind of chat about him a bit and, and enjoy some memories and also take the piss a little bit as well so that's been nice but don't dwell on this podcast about it i just want to say again everybody who's been in touch it means the world to me thank you um you know sometimes when we're, the heads were low it was nice to get a wee positive message from people you know just giving a bit of support it meant a lot so thank you to you guys and hopefully um as a way of thanks you will enjoy this podcast now there is a chance <clears throat> that you won't <clears throat> because it might be shite. I don't know. Um, the last half hour that I recorded was definitely shite. I don't know where my head was at, what I was trying to discuss, where I was trying to take the podcast. But, I mean, it was interesting. You know, it was definitely something. I was talking about stuff that was just nonsensical. And you ever find yourself just saying words for the sake of saying words? And then you, you all of a sudden go... <clears throat> the fuck does that even mean i have no baldy what i'm saying and then if i put this out people are going to go oh he's having a, having a bit of a breakdown here but nah i'm sweet i'm you know bar bar obviously losing the dog <sighs> pardon me i've i've had a reasonably pleasant ish week you know the weather was nice um but all of us were at home for a week rather than me just 
looking after Holly by myself. Catherine's off work, so it was it would it had the potential to be a lovely week, but then turned shit. But I must say, I'm now very sick of the lockdown situation. Um, I watched the news. I'm actually this is just for for point of reference again. Busy, so just get and record this on Sunday evening. So I saw Bluejay on the news talking about what was going on and the restrictions being lifted apparently. But this is the thing. People make things up. People are like, oh, things are getting better. Let's all start. No, it's not. Until you get the go-ahead, you just fucking stick to things. And the amount of people going out, flouncing the rules, ignoring social distancing, not washing their hands, dude. It's fucking it for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, for example, the name Adolf. It's a nice name. I'm in a position now where I'm looking to name a new child coming into my life. And phonetically, Adolf's a lovely name. But guess what? Hitler fucked it for everybody wanting to call her kid Adolf. You know, he's fucked it. The same way as these people going out having barbecues, having street parties for VE Day, or going to ruin this for all of us. Sorry, I picked something on my leg, and it looks like, once again, I'm bleeding to death. Um, in case you just think that I've got leprosy or something, I've spent a lot of time... Um, doing like gardening type activities and in shorts, short shorts. So I've just my legs have been bare and then I've just been picking them. So um, you don't don't worry about that. But people, you know, the, the user ruining it. Now I for one, wish I could get away from the house. I wish I could leave my daughter with my my, my parents for even an hour because I've been here with her constant for six weeks, and as much as I love her and she's good fun. She's a tiring bit of work. You know, I have some other things to be working on at the minute. I'm just not getting time to do that. So what I've found in this last week, I've just been getting myself up every morning at 6 o'clock to try to get writing for maybe an, at least an hour before she gets up. I've got um, some exciting things um, ahead at the minute and I need to get them written. So, I mean, I'm definitely feeling a bit of pressure with that, but... If I could even just have access to my mum or dad for a couple of hours a day, I'd be flying. But you can't do it because that's what you need to do to fight this virus. So, I mean, people, if you would just chill out, you know, it's definitely boring. It's definitely a pain in the arse. I'm missing pints. I'd love to go for a cold beer. Like, I'm not a big pint man. I'm not like, you know, like Mickey Bartlett, for example, who who's just dying to get for the pints. And people know him as a pint man. I'm, I'm not that man anymore. I just miss the taste of a nice draft beer. You know, that, that's what I miss. I've been drinking a lot of cider during this lockdown. Now, I say a lot of cider, probably a bottle a bottle of cider on average every two days. So, you know, compared to some people, not a lot. Again, if you hear me turn off the, the mic, it's to try and stave the bleeding on this excessive cut leg. Um, But yeah, I just, I just feel like I need a pub. I need a cinema. I love the cinema. Miss that. And I just definitely need a babysitter because by fuck being home with a two-year-old by yourself is hard going. You know, trying to do anything other than just occupy that said child. And Holly at the minute, uh, with all the will in the world, is just a fucking tornado of mess. All she does is runs around, just wrecks stuff. And I mean, she's a happy child, but by fuck, it's hard going. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting, that getting over, but I'm not going to do anything to bring a second wave, especially with a baby due in late September, early October. If this spikes again, we can put in lockdown, I don't get to be there for the birth of my child. I will find out who's been breaching these rules and I, I will look for you. I will find you and I will kill you. Uh, and that's excessive, but that's where we're at. I need to be there for the birth. I'm not saying that the doctors and nurses and midwives don't know enough, but I need to be there. I'm not a birth master, but I'm a... Um, I'm not a birth master, but I'm a master birther. Is that right? Something like that. I'm definitely something master with a B at it. But I just need things to get sorted. You know, I'm I'm, I'm feeling like it's stressing. Being in the house is, is not as exciting. I said in last week's podcast that um, my neighbours are good people. I said last week that they are, they're quiet. They're, they keep themselves to themselves. There are a lot of families in the street. You know, it's a, it's a nice street to live in. However, that doesn't, lend itself for creating exciting viewing if you're being a neighborhood voyeur you know so i was sort of saying i hoped that you know more of my neighbors would be like just naked in front of the windows or 
you know, they'd be a bit more like Fred West and just maybe, you know, bury people in their garden. That was all fine until um, the day after the podcast went out. I get a message from a neighbour who at this stage, I don't know. And he says, oh, I was listening to your podcast there. Um, do you see what your man across the street's got today? And I went, oh, no. Looked outside, full bag of soil. Like, and I don't mean a bag of soil. I mean, like, it was delivered off the back of a truck, load of soil, enough soil to bury several bodies in the garden. And he was like, yep, yeah, looks like maybe you predicted it. And I was like, oh, no. At the time, I was like, this would be great excitement. But now I'm like, oh, no, this is terrible. You could have an actual serial killer in the street now. If you were to put it on, anybody in the street being a serial killer would not be this guy. He's a top bloke, lovely fella. But, you know, they're the ones to watch right now. So it's a shame that we may have a serial killer. It's also a shame that he, the way his house works, I can't actually see in this backyard. So if he is doing any... Sorry, I need to get a new tissue from my leg. If he is doing any, uh, any burying, I'll not see it. But my neighbour who got in touch, I won't say your name, but he, he's able to give me the... The back details, he's able to let me know what's going on at the back of that house. Hopefully it's just maybe a nice garden or a wee bit of, bit of work being done. Hopefully there's no no digging because that would be extremely awkward for us all. And then I'd probably be some kind of like criminal accessory. You know, I'd be giving him the idea to do the said burying in his garden. Which, I mean, if I inspire people, I... I look, I'm an inspirational guy in many respects. A lot of people have said that to me. They've said, Dave... I have listened to your podcast because I've seen what kind of humour you're putting out there and I could do better. So I'm going to do stand-up and I'm going to do a podcast. And that's how I've inspired people and that's what I'm all about. Um, but hopefully I've not inspired this said neighbour to, to start murdering murdering people. So it's a bit awkward. I'm also a bit fed up the fact that I was supposed to be going to my jollies this week. I should have been sitting in Spain. I should have had this podcast pre-recorded and I should have been on the L <laughs> fucking Sangria. Can remember what that was called. Um but that's what I should be doing. But I'm here and it's annoying. And last night we tried to pretend we were on holidays by me cooking a big barbecue and eating it outside. Wasn't the same. Because guess what, lo and bold, banger sweet, it's not Spain. You know, it's not that sort of sweetness. And it was nice too, you know, the three of us were out there um, Holly was just watching Peppa Pig on her tablet and eating her grub as she does. The only time of the day she stumps herself when she does the two activities combined. The other things that nullify her. Peppa Pig by itself, she's running around. That's the noise she makes just constantly. She runs and makes a noise. And then if she's eating by herself, she just would eat. And But whenever she's watching both, her mind just goes numb. They, they can't. And it's just silence and peace. And it's great. But at the same time, you know, we, we couldn't have made it holiday enough for our own good. You know, what we should have probably done is had Holly finish her dinner, brought her up into into the room with us and set up a cot at the bottom of the bed, put her in there and then just us kind of sit quietly in a room as she slept because that's what happens when you're a parent. You bring kids on holidays unless you're, you know, you know, you know who I'm going to say here. It's not a funny joke. It's not a funny topic, but... All I'm saying is, if I go on holidays, I wouldn't leave Holly in the room by herself while we went out and did anything, you know. I um, found the last time we went to Spain, it was quite a small room we were in. And we popped Holly into bed. And then we just kind of had to go to bed because couldn't make any noise and wake her up. It was a bit shitty. But the only time we tried to enjoy ourselves, I had brought the laptop and was watching the Europa League final last year. Arsenal and Chelsea thought, here we go, Arsenal going to get the first European trophy. Got absolutely stuffed. So I'm in there, I'm like, I'm miserable, on my laptop, on the balcony, thinking I'm just going to throw the balcony, or going to throw the, the computer off the balcony here. I'm not going to throw any balcony. Um, But, yeah, that was the last time. So now this time, I just think if we go, I think we're going to be doing some self-catering, so that'd be nice. Stick her in there, and we go to uh, another room. And then just try and enjoy it, but it just doesn't do, do the same job, you know. And my wife, she's uh, pregnant, so I can't even, you know, go and get her wee double shots whenever I'm single and you know, try to get the old leg over, not happening. So I don't even feel like I'm on holiday at all. So what I might try to do to get that holiday feeling is get up in the morning and just start drinking at breakfast. Um, now I am getting up at six in the morning to get stuff done, so I'm talking probably by the time I'm up, quick poo, blast of the shower, 
half six and I don't really have any beer at the minute. I've drank my last cider. So what I do know I have is um, I've got Bailey's and I've got uh, Corvossier, Remy Martin and Hennessy, uh, Cognac slash Brandy. So you just get straight into Brandy. It'll be very holiday. Because again, when you're on holiday, you're never sober. You're just constantly topping up one at a time. Like when I was last in Spain, I started just drinking beer like it was water. Because we'd go for a big long walk, go to a restaurant, I'd be all fucking sweaty, you know, you plastic chairs. And you're like, would you like anything, sir? I don't know what sort of accent that was. But I'd be like, oh, I just get us a beer. I'd even be drinking half pints of beer because in Spain they get warm, you know. So you just have a wee half pint here, half pint there, Bob's your uncle. And that's about, that's what holidays is. Whereas now it's kind of like, nah, we're not on holidays. I can't even go to my local pub. But that's what we're all about sacrifice-wise. We're all heroes, but stay indoors. That's another thing. Speaking of heroes, some people are annoying me. Now you're probably going to go, oh Dave, come on. How can you be annoyed at people? Because I find in these times, people are just extremely virtue signaling you know i only learned the exact phrase virtue signaling signaling and what it meant so I'll, I'll find a dictionary definition pardon me of it here and uh, i'll tell you what it says on here <sighs> right virtue signaling it means the actions or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue, i.e. the NHS. Now, people are going to go, okay, here's a perked up here, Dave, tell me what you're going to say. Undoubtedly, the people that are working in the NHS during this crisis are heroes. They are great people. They're keeping everybody as healthy as possible. They're looking after it. They're going to work in these times. I myself am married to a nurse. I love it. I appreciate it. But there are ways to do it without making it about you. You know, people posting that Banksy picture of um, a little child playing with a nurse rather than with like Batman and all. And everyone's like, that's unbelievable art from Banksy. Oh my God, Banksy, it's unbelievable art. I'm going, it's basic. You know, anyone could have thought, like, that's one of Banksy's worst pieces of art. But the amount of people sharing their story to be like, here, I appreciate the NHS, so I do. Seeing people that'll go out and fucking meet with their friends and keep less than two, you know, the same people that'll just take unnecessary car journeys. Those people being like, oh, I'm the NHS. The people that'll clap like they're at a fucking football match at 8 o'clock on a Thursday night, are still the ones not actually doing the proper thing to help the NHS. So those guys, less social media posting about how great the NHS are, and maybe just stick to the been rules, the guidelines, the social distancing, the washing your hands. And look, I'm not entirely squeaky clean myself, I must be totally honest. I'm definitely not as uh, on top of washing my hands now, six weeks into the crisis, than I was at the very beginning. And, I mean, part of that's probably because I've just been inside more. <sighs> but I still think we need to up that a bit and just hold strong. Like, we've been inside so long and it's going to be back again if we don't just fucking pull the finger out. So we're going to have to try and do things to keep it entertaining. If you guys want to see some more of my content, I'm just putting more stuff out on Patreon all the time. So if you want to subscribe, it's $5, which is like £4 something. You'll get all my extra content and extra podcast a week and all that other shit. And see as well, if you're my Patreon, send me a message on Patreon. Give me ideas that you'd like to see because here, this is what it's all about. I'll do some extra shit for you because, you know, we're in lockdown. We're trying to pass the time and, you know, we're trying to just fucking stop people ruining me getting out and getting to Boston Pub. Get me my nice cold pint of beer. I mean, I don't know whether it's the cold pint of beer that I'm fantasising about or just maybe for like a couple of hours not seeing my family you know that would be nice that would be the highlight because as much as I love them all they are a pain in my arse not so much my wife she's grand my child you know I love her she's two years old she's nightmare you can have all the love in the world but then at the same time a nightmare like today she didn't go for her nap she just flat out refused and I pin so many hopes and dreams 
on her nap time. Like when she goes for a nap, I have so many things planned out. Be like, right, she's napping. I'll do X, Y, and Z while she's asleep. Didn't sleep today. Did nothing. Just raging. You know, just raging. Just being like, I have wasted my time. She is not asleep. I'm fucked. You know, that's not not sweet. So hopefully tomorrow, I'm gonna get her up nice and early and snack her and make sure she goes for her her nap. Otherwise, you know, I might just. I don't know what I'll do, cry. effectively cry, that's what I'll do, I'll just be a big cry baby, because I've been crying all week anyway, I may as well cry again, you know, because that's where we're at, people virtue signaling, people just doing normal things, that's annoying me, also prank videos, I've seen this one guy on Facebook putting up these crazy prank videos, he does with his sister, and there's never been anything more staged, and I don't know who finds this shit funny, millions of people do, all those people, they should all go out and have parties right now, because it would be a good time to infect people like that, and just rid the world of them, do you know what I mean, I think that would be uh, a, a better idea, going forward, maybe sounds a bit harsh, just saying, Yeah, and if, listen to this, miserable bastard, yeah, fucking hate those people, hope they all get coronavirus, uh, I'm sad because my dog's passed away, uh, but anyway, if you enjoy the podcast, you can uh, rate and review it on Apple Podcasts, or you can subscribe on SoundCloud or Spotify, or indeed, if you wish to see more bonus footage, such as stand-up uh, clips, other funny videos, and an additional podcast every week, you can subscribe to my Patreon at Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott. So just type in Sly Guy Podcast or my name, Dave Elliott, and you should be able to find it. And yeah, and if you don't, hey, respect, this will still be coming out. This shit will be out every week, whatever the heck this is. Hopefully next week I'll be in better spirits, a little more banter, and I can talk about shit rather than being a fucking miserable bastard. Um... But we're getting there, and I want to get to the pubs, I want to see my mates, and I want to see my family, and I want to drink beer. So for me, this is my public call to arms, people stay in the fucking house in another couple of weeks, Jesus, so we'll be fucking in all summer. But if you don't, if you miss beer, and you want to drink beer, oh what a segue, this guy gets better every week. The Sly Guy Podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Modest are a little independent brewery, crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers, Brewed and canned in Hollywood with one L, my original hometown, before I moved to Bangor, which is now my hometown. I should be a rapper. Um, if you're keen to know more, contact Modest Beer on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter at Modest Beer or at www.modestbeer.co.uk to find your nearest stockist. <laughs> I'll just find the listeners' questions. Now, this podcast may be a short one this week, but... Hopefully you won't hold that against me because I'm sad sausage. You know, I've, I've been grieving this week. I don't have a load to talk about. Next week I'll get out there. I'll do some stupid stuff and hopefully you'll enjoy it more. And I mean, I don't know how this podcast has been. I said I stopped recording the last one because it was shit. And I feel like maybe this one's just gone down the same road. So guys, cheers. Mm. Please don't stop bleeding anyway. Um, Michael Carr said, who is the most talent, Liam, Noel or Paul? Um, I'm going to assume for this question that you mean out of Oasis because if it's just lads, you know, that would be really weird on your part. And this is no longer the weird podcast. It's the Sly Guy podcast. So I would say in terms of Oasis, all different. But if you want to think the most talent, it's probably Noel. Because then he write all the songs and just comes up with these classics, so I'd go go with Noel, again, I like Liam as a guy, I think he's classic, and he's funny, but Noel's, in my opinion, the most talented, what do you think, let me know, um, John Joe Flood, Dave, important question this week, are you a boxers guy, or now that you're a full dad, are you a brief man, I mean, the answer to that's very uh, straightforward, I'm a boxers man, but I like my box, my box, I like my boxes, <laughs> I like my boxers tight, um, which I do like my boxers tight, um, like in my head I look at my, my boxers to be kind of like, you know, like an MMA fighter's short, you know, that kind of tight on your leg boxer, I don't like those loose boxers, I feel like you may as well not wear boxers if you've got loose boxers, because you've got to keep your, your penis and balls in a good safe position, because other than being, um, you know, things which 
you know, people can get pleasure from, they are also tools for urinating, you know, passing urine from the body in the toilet and also for um, brewing up sperm for procreation. Now, all I want to say is I have got a child already and one in the way, so my boxers are doing a solid job at that. I feel like briefs... I just would just get chafed yet. I'm not old enough to go full briefs. My dad would always wear briefs. And, I mean, I've seen him quite a lot just in his briefs. And it's not a sight that I entirely want to see. And I don't think it's something I would want to inflict on my family just yet. Maybe it gets to the point where, um, you know, the tight boxers don't work anymore and the briefs need to keep it in because I know that the balls keep getting more... Like, the bag around the balls keep getting softer and softer and melt. So the balls end up around your knee somewhere. So maybe the briefs keep the balls in, you know, the, the briefs keep them, like, old, old people, like, I know, where did the first old person I think of is Alice Cooper, you imagine Alice Cooper probably hasn't got a problem with getting his big balls in anyway, he doesn't need briefs because he's got those leather trousers on, so, I mean, I feel like that's what it's all about, I feel like I still have a bit of decent elasticity in my scrotum, so I wouldn't need to go full brief yet, but I think I couldn't go, couldn't go flouncy, bottoms, I need to have a nice tight leg, and a package holder, um, I say package like there is like I mean I wouldn't have to pay postage fee for my package, put it like that. Um, thank you for the question, John Joe, and also I feel like that's the most I've ever considered my balls. <laughs> the most I've ever thought about the most I've ever thought about my bag was there. Um, but yeah, for now I'm a tight briefs man boxers man not briefs but soon to probably be briefs like I went swimming again my swim shorts are type 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 boxer type swim shorts so I mean you know I'm, I'm on route to briefs like I would have been a Bermuda short guy but now or board shorts I don't know what they're called Bermuda shorts board shorts what a, who gives a fuck but now I just I'm a, I'm a tight guy so it could be coming around the mountain when she comes. Dave Shaw, favourite WWE tag team of all time. Well, I'm going to pull the tag team out of my ass here. I'm <laughs> I want to say it's probably not the most appropriate phrase to use. My favourite tag team of all time were the dicks. Now, maybe it's not appropriate to say I'm pulling the dicks out of my ass, but it wouldn't be the first time. But no, the dicks were a very niche tag team that featured on Smackdown for a brief period of time and then they just went away I don't know what happened to the dicks I don't know if the dicks are still kicking about but the dicks were basically these two guys that just dressed like Chippendales sweet short muscly guys called the dicks and that had all kinds of room to be funny and then they just were taken away and that was it so apart from the dicks throughout history when I was a wee boy I always enjoyed demolition you know like axe, smash, crush all kind of different things that I like to do with ice before I drink it in my brandy, which I'm going to be just doing flat out for breakfast because I'm not going to pretend I'm on my holidays. But yeah, probably Demolition. And, and a lot of wrestling fans, again, didn't know this was a wrestling podcast. thought it was just comedy and a bit of, a bit of crack. But no, it's a, this, if this, you want this to become the wrestling podcast, we'll go there. Um, Chris Bate, hi Dave, another wrestling question. What's your favourite finishing move? Um, I mean... The Banzai drop, there you go. That was a move done by the great Yokozuna and Rikishi Fatou, two big fat sumo guys who just stood up in the rope and then jumped off and put their full body weight in their chest. Fucking deal with that with their butt. You know, that's a pretty devastating move. I also quite enjoy... I can tell you what I, what I enjoyed as a wrestling move when the big show, for if any of you guys that aren't wrestling fans... The big show is just this giant guy. He's like seven foot, five hundred pounds. Just a big lump of a man, and um, he used to do this move, the choke slam, which I didn't ever like. I just thought, why is he doing it? The Undertaker does that. Don't do it. Then they were kind of just like, right, you're just the biggest guy here. You just punch people as hard as you can in the face. And he went, ah. So that was my favorite move, just where you just knock people out, and then you wouldn't get up from it because if he punched you, dislocate your neck from your body. You know, you you'd be hit so hard by his punch that in fact your body would be removed from your head and all you would be would be just the head and you'd be there going, fuck, he actually punched me so hard he removed my body. And that's that's how you would end up. So the Big Show, Big Punch would probably be my favourite. Um, big, speaking of Big, Big Culls is in. Hi Dave, can I come round to your house for dinner? Hey Big Culls, absolutely not. 
Um, Brian Ross, no question, Dave, but sorry to hear about your dog. He's a serious member of the Sly Guy podcast. Appreciate that, Brian. Um, yeah, it's going to be sad without him. And, you know, maybe one day in the future we'll get another mascot. To be totally honest, I'm not feeling right for it at the minute. Um, you know, maybe we'll get like a wee fish or something. We'll not be getting another... Um, We'll not be getting another dog, that's for sure, for a while, because, hey, very sad. Um, Richard Sherwood, my good friend Richard, who did a an all-nighter, <laughs> I mean, an entertaining video podcast on an all-nighter type thing, not like, you know, like what you do whenever you're a student and thought you're really hard. Oh, I'm staying up all night and watching Texas Chainsaw. Fuck up. He stayed up and raised some money for a friend of his who sadly passed away. And um, you just want to say, yeah, fucking well done, Richard. Richard and AJ, um, check it out on Facebook. There's some clips from that. I did a wee bit of a, I did a, a, a 40 minute chat with him slash podcast over Zoom, which is over on, on my Patreon now. If you want to check that out, it was a lot of fun. Um, Richard said, what's the gayest thing you've ever done? But asked in a Northern English accent. So what I think he's doing is saying, Dave, what's the gayest thing you've ever done? Or else he means, hello, uh, mate. What's the gayest thing you've ever done, mate? Uh, or else, uh, a Liverpool. What's the gayest thing you've ever done, mate? For me, gayest thing, gayest thing. Now, it depends on what you class as gay. Do you mean, like, um, a gay... <laughs> do you mean, like, a, a gay sex act? Why do I sound like I'm the DUP? Do, do you mean, like, a gay sex act? Is that what you mean, like, some kind of gay sex? Or do you mean something that may, you know, in, in the schoolyard be considered a bit gay? You know, um, because of, you know, maybe what's very camp... To be sure is of being to see Steps in concert twice. Um, now, you're probably going to go, oh, whoa, that is very gay. But bear with me on this. I got bought it as presents when I was in my, in my teens. My sister got a present. You know why that sort of shit happened when you were younger? Your sister got a present. And because she was young, you had to go too. And it was like, fuck's sake. Now, at the time, Steps were very sexy. So it was kind of all right. But in hindsight, a bit gay. Um. And also, I was working male gigolo for a while, but we'll not, we'll not talk about that. Ashley Coyle says, "I heard you talking in other podcasts about having another job. What else do you do?" Now, I read this question one of two ways. Either you're you're saying to me, "Right, I heard you have another job. What is it?" Which I can't say because I get sacked for it. But some of the things they this. so keep that under my hat. But what else do I do? I I mean, other than work and stand up and write and shit. What else do I do? I like to enjoy watching films. I'm a big cinephile. I enjoy the cinema. Haven't been able to go at all during this lockdown. Haven't been able to go as much as usual because my one of my best friends, Daniel, who's my big cinema tag mate, he lives in London at the minute, but hopefully he's coming back in a few weeks and then once this is all fucking lifted, we'll be able to get the cinema together. Um, but that's what I like to do. Um, I mean, if, 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 actually, if you really want to know my job, Send me a message and say, what's your job, question mark, and I'll say, this is my job. I'll let you know it's not an exciting job. So, you know, I mean, it's a job that as much as I love it and it pays the bills, I don't love it, I would definitely love to be in the position to leave to do comedy full time. But in this lockdown, eh, eh, not going to happen. But again, on the side note, I do have some exciting stuff to be working on. There's something that's, that I've written that's getting developed, which is great news. So hopefully in the near future we'll have something exciting to talk about Chris Henning let me see what do we like for time in this fucking boss for 34 minutes I will get to the 45 would say rightly here um, Chris Henning has said has said Sly Guy 101 which is more sly a Tommy tank which means wank I assume with the missus in the house or pretending you're sleeping when the child cries in the night and you can pretend they've not heard a thing. Well, first and foremost, um, I'm going to say B is slyer because um, my wife doesn't sleep. Probably don't only mean by that, Dave. Um, she hibernates. When she goes to bed, she may as well be dead to the world. Like, I don't know whether she's doing... Like, cause 
when you're in bed and like a bit, when Holly Holly doesn't wake too much during the night now because she's two, she sort of sleeps through. That's great, great, and I'm very thankful for that. She never really was a big waker in the night, and she was a baby. She's always been a good sleeper, which I mean, I'm sure this new one's going to be a total fucker. But um, I remember a few times when I hear her crying at night. Tell me whispers, baby, it's okay. <laughs> no, um, I could hear, and like you hear. This is how you know your partner's asleep. Full silence. Like if you're awake, you hold your breath to hear if they're awake. But then if they're awake, they too are holding their breath to hear if you're awake. So whenever like your babies, if you wake up and you can hear your baby crying, and then your your wife's going, <sighs> you know, full sleep. But whenever you wake up and you're like. You can just hear your own heartbeat. You go, that fucker's awake and just not going in this baby. So what happens is we end up having a cold war back and forward of just none of us being able to breathe. Turns out my wife has a better air capacity in her lungs than me. She can hold her breath for longer. So I'm going, fuck's sake. I'll go in and get the child. And that's just how I kind of went. And also I'm, I'm a bit more of a like, I need less sleep. I can function decently. I'd say I'd get about, if I was getting four or five hours sleep a night, I could function normally for about four or five days, and then they'll come the fifth day, I'll be in bed at six. I'd sleep right through. Sleep's turning me on right now, and sleep sleep right through until maybe nine the next day. But that happens few and far between these days. Um, But I think think a lot of times, you know, you got to just be jacking off in the house. You know, maybe... In an appropriate scenario, like the toilet or something, but like, or the shower, but not just like standing, you know, your front door with the postman's coming down. That's a bit weird. A postman's being like, got a delivery, and you're like, yes, you know, it'd be definitely a bit odd. But I mean, I don't, th- I don't think it's sly. I think when you're, I think when you're married, your wife probably appreciates you jacking a bit, because she's probably like, oh, thank fuck, I don't have to touch him, you know. Especially now for us at the minute when we're pregnant again, it's like. Nah, there's not, and I have this weird thing, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you, you, you I don't, don't want to sleep more because I might just, you know, poke a baby in the head or whatever, and, pe- and it's like, that's not how it works, You st- like, I did single word science, and I know that's not how it works, I wouldn't have that worry because I don't think I'm working with a long enough um, tool, let's just say, to actually disturb the baby at all, but I just think it's more the... If you're on top and you're pressed down, like the tummy feels like a wee orb. And you don't want to pop that orb like a zit. You know, that would be drama, so I just avoid that. And, uh, yeah, maybe have, maybe Jack, like, once every, I'll be probably about th- two, three weeks now. I'm, I'm, I mean, if you were, if I was speaking to my 16-year-old self, he would be fucking raging. He'd be like, You've, you do it maybe three, four times in in a session. And I mean, like, what's the session? He goes... When you sit down like you do and I'm like, okay, kid, that's that's impressive. Whereas now I mean I'm fully replenished in a couple of weeks, like, but but other than that I don't think I'd slide at all. I think that your wife would appreciate that. But I think she'd rather you get up and deal with the baby. Now, I know for a fact that this new baby we're gonna have will not be a breast milk guy. He'll be straight on the bottles. So I'm gonna have to flip and do the night feeds too, which is shite. I hoped with Holly that Catherine breastfeed. Nope, Holly didn't take to it and mugged me off. So, fingers crossed that that happens this time, but I don't even think they're gonna, we're going to try it. So, see, you can't be up in the middle of the night doing the, the Cold War breathing. Um, Mick Conlon, yes, mate, given a FIFA 20 is so shite, will you be sticking with Pro Evo moving forward? I'm a Pro Evo lifer. Yes, the lack of licensing makes it a pain at times, but I can't ever fault the gameplay. Um... Well, Mick, I don't know. Well, stick with it because again, I like the licensing of FIFA, but FIFA is so bad this year. I had to buy a Pro Evo, but I also did be a full nerd and get a memory stick and download the right patch to make all the licensing right in Pro Evo, and it's great now. Um, but I don't know. I'm. I think my days of PlayStation gaming are 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 coming to an end. You know, I just don't have the time really to do it. And I do enjoy playing the PlayStation. I like to play it because to me it's the only time I kind of I'm just chilling from stuff. I'm not stressing about anything. I'm not working. I'm not doing tidying in the house. I'm not doing chores. I'm just chilling, you know. And just do that. And it's great. So for now, I'm enjoying Pro Evo again. I feel like you could take bits of Pro Evo and add FIFA to it to make it better. But for now, I'm really enjoying this year's Pro Evo. I think it's decent. 
Um, Stevie Nyssa said, Can you pronounce Kanu's first name? Uh, do you think he potentially bent the truth slightly on his date of birth? Great feat for a big man, regardless. Kind regards, Stephen. Well, Stephen, um, for those who don't know, Kanu just went by Kanu for a name. He's a Nigerian footballer who played for Portsmouth. Um, my my team, the Arsenal, right? And his surn- his first name was Nwankwo. So, I mean, I think... Nwankwo uh, is how you pronounce it, or else just Wankwo, which maybe is quite a, a cruel thing to have, because I'm sure, like, unlike uh, myself, who thinks it's fine to be jacking in the house, you know, I think maybe some people do have Wankwo out there, which, I mean, is definitely something that has happened. I'm sure people, you know, would be, like, giving up, like, you're chatting, say, say you're, like, texting someone, you're giving all the chat of the day. You know, it's your early stage, you're flirting, you're being all, you're flirting and all the time, and then you go and have a wank, and you're like, oh my God, why did I say that? What the fuck? Why am I even, oh my Jesus, what? And then you get the wank, whoa. You know, that's what I think maybe the Canu family had a lot of that going on, where they were like all talk, and then they would have a wank, and that would be over, and they would be suffering the wank, whoa. So I think that's what he, what his name is, in wank, whoa, Canu. And I do also believe... When Canu played for Arsenal, he was supposed to be like 25 or 6 when he signed for Arsenal. I think he was closer to 60. Um, I love that the like African footballers allegedly do that, just make up their age. I think that's great. You know, it's really taking the whole um, saying black don't crack to a new level. And just believe it. Like if it was a white dude, you'd be like, here, man, man you're fully four. Like me, I'm 33. I look 52. You know, Wanko Canu, he's, he does look older, but you can't question it. You just be like, oh, sweet, and sign him. And he was a good player for Arsenal. I enjoyed him. He was an invincible, I think. And also, um, definitely a league and FA Cup winner, which is was great. But, I mean, I do, I do often hope that Canu's all right now and doesn't still suffer from his namesake, the wank woe, because it's it's pretty horrible to go through. Um, I should probably be the name of the podcast, the wank woe, but I think that that would probably get taken down. Um, thanks for your questions, Davey. Joe McCormick. I said, are there any plans for you guys returning to Radio Ulster in the future? Love the podcast. They're the highlight of my Monday. Um, well, thank you very much for saying that. Very kind. I mean, Radio Ulster, I don't know what their kind of schedule is or how they work it. But we were told we were getting a 10-week run with um, the show. And in that 10 weeks... It sort of changed from being the regular Shane Todd show to being the Ray of Lockdown, which in the circumstances really did well. A lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people were watching it, getting behind it, watching it, listening to it. And it became kind of a bit of a thing, you know, and it was really class to be a part of. And thanks to Radio Ulster for having the faith in us to try to do something. Um, Again, now it's a wee bit, it's a bit odd because we're not doing that anymore. Um, And I would like to hope that we'll be back at some stage. Um, probably in another 10 weeks but I feel by that stage things will be you know I would like to have continued on in the circumstances but again it's not up to us to do that but I would say that if there was a slot and BBC Radio Ulster offered it to Shane and I we would take it with open arms because we both love doing the show not only did it become the highlight of a lot of people's lockdown weeks to listen and have a wee drink and get into the weekend and all and, you, and listen to the show and have the crack it kind of became like our night out you know for us recording it it felt like you know we because we don't really get to see each other at all it's terrible we don't get to see each other not even you know and it's kind of like the closest thing we have to that now of course we do the boy time podcast but that's not the same through radio with producer mark and stuff and it's great crack so i mean hopefully hopefully um we'll be back in the future we'll definitely be back doing something at some stage but um i would love the ray of lockdown to make a return before this these dark times um are all finished let me see norfolk pines have said hello big d ironic first thing uh, you want to do post lockdown isn't comedy related and see to be honest fuck that like if, if cfm was like oh i want to do a gig fuck up talking shit like people as much as comedy is great and i love it and it's you know a big part of my life the first thing you do if you say the first thing i want to do out of lockdown is do a gig you're mental you know the first thing you want to do is go for a pint go for some dinner with your family your wife your kids go and see a few of your mates you haven't seen you know go and see your family have a big fucking slap up 
Ding dong, mate, I'll have a drink. That's what I want to do. Get a cold pint of beer. And in fact, what I'll probably do is just go down to the Bets Club and Banger, where it's just me and little old men having a great time. What more do you want? That's what I'd do. Be go for a cold, go for a cold beer and have a great time. <laughs> um, Nathan Concilia. Nathan Concilia. I haven't said that in a while. Um, because you've not asked the question in a while, Nathan, so I'm kind of having a, a slight jibe here, but also appreciate you. Uh, hey, Davey boy, been a while. Anyway, if you had to record the podcast with one wrestler, one world leader and dictator, and one celebrity chef all at once, who would you pick? They could be living or dead. I'd pay good money for Elliot Hogan and Trump. Elliot Hogan, Trump, and Keith Floyd to rip up the mic. Hmm. That would definitely be enjoyable, but if we're looking for. Like, you know, we're looking for swagged out banter and guys that enjoy similar things. You're looking for guys that can chill together. You know, guys that'll have a cigar, have a few nice brandies together. Just maybe enjoy a sunset, chatting around a table. I think we're looking for myself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. I think we're looking, hmm, a, a, a chef that would really enjoy we're looking Marco Pierre White. You know, he likes the he likes the finer things. I would say Ramsey, but Ramsey's all, all about himself, big boy. Um and then last but not least, ah such politician, world leader, dictator. I mean, there's only one guy that you look at and go, swag, and that's mm, Umar Gaddafi. Muammar Gaddafi, Colonel Gaddafi. He's got the threads, he's got the shades, he's also been beaten to death by his people and shot in the street, but hey, We'll put that to the side and we'll focus on the positives. He's got sweet style and he seems like a pretty chilled out guy. I also do actually own his green book to read. I want to read his green book on like politics. I mean, I think it would be an interesting read. Now, of course, it's very tongue-in-cheek, all my banter about dictators and stuff. I think they're all mental guys, but I like to know where it's coming from. That's the interest that I have in criminology. Like, why do people think the way they think? And that's what interests me. Um... Phil McSee has said, uh, Austin, he has said, with what's happening, or what's happening, Dima, what do you reckon about this, about the friend of the show and former Kendall, Roddy Alves, being rejected as an NHS volunteer, and he sent me a story, which, to be fair, I didn't know had happened. For anyone who don't know, Rodrigo Alves was a friend of the show, friend of the Boytown podcast. He was known as the human candle but now um has rebranded himself as Roddy Alves and is now a female and yeah she definitely doesn't look what you would say is a natural look. Um it's probably I mean she was the human candle and now she just looks kinda like I guess Barbie. You know it's very hacked to say that but she's gone from the human candle to the human Barbie, you know? Um which is weird because like, I mean, it's odd to want to look like a human candle, and then, like, the NHS rejecting her, I'd probably say, yeah, probably fair, because you've been through a lot of body morphing surgery, there maybe are mental health issues with you, to make yourself look like a human candle, and then go, fuck it, I'll just become Barbie, you know, that's weird, and she's a lot of facial work, you know, I don't, I, would, I wouldn't trust you'd be physically able to see that well, um, and hey, just even look at that, what, what is the deal with plastic surgery? Like, why are so many people doing it young? Like, see the cast of Geordie Shore? They all have, they all look like, I don't know, they just, they look, they look like they've had botched surgery jobs. And I think a lot of things that happen is when you have facial surgery, when you're like in your 20s, your body hasn't even finished fucking developing. So by the time you've had surgery and you grow again, oh, it looks rare. And this Roddy Alves, weird name for a transgender female, Roddy, um, What's the deal with nose jobs? You know, they, like, anyone you see who's at a nose job makes me think, hey, what's wrong with having a nose? All these people out there just trying to get their noses smaller than anything possible. Guys are trying to look like Voldemort. And then the thing is, they got lips as well. So they get the nose out of proportion to be as small as possible. And then these big, fat lips look like Voldemort kissed an iron. Like, what the f- fuck are these people doing? You know, like, like it's not sweet. And if you have surgery... You very rarely see someone that's had good facial surgery. More often than not, you look at them and go, oh no, why'd you do that to yourself? Do you know what I mean? And if you have too much facial surgery, 
you don't look like a sweeter version of yourself. All you look like is a cat. And like, why, why would you want to look like a cat unless you wanted to fuck Joe Exotic? You know, that's all I can see. Is like, if you want to, what do you want? I want, I want to be a cat so I can fuck Joe Exotic. Then I go dead on, I know the surgeon for you. But more often than not, it's just a shit, a shit, shit look people have. You know, and I, and I don't get it. Right, we're down to the last question of the night. I feel like I've actually spread out my time all right today. From Daniel Donaghy. Hey Dave, question for your podcast. I'm still in hospital for my Crohn's and I'm wondering how would you pass the time? Plus the TV is broke. Oh, well, man, you're kind of fucked. <laughs> what I would do would be just focus on sleeping. That would be my main objective. I would just rest up, eat some nice grub and try to get better. Um, but if the TV's broke, I don't know what you do. Maybe play a, play a game on your phone. Maybe get something like that. I've got a game I like to play is Score Hero, which is this football game, which I do enjoy. And also, you know, join my Patreon. Come and watch me doing some stuff or listen to the radio show on the BBC Sounds app. You know, that's something you could do. Definitely get more into podcasts, for sure. Um, I would do that. Um, but... Other than that, man, just look after yourself, you know, get through your treatment, get yourself home, stay inside, keep your your hands all clean after you've got your treatment, and you just keep trying to kind of lift each other up. They're tough times, you know, it's been a tough, tough week for me on top of what's going on, it's been sad, it's been miserable, but you got to try to keep the chin up, you know, and try to move on. As Rocky says, just fucking get the chin up, mate, and fucking get on with it, would you fuck sick? Um, but other than that guys have a good week and hopefully next week I'll be back I'll be in better form I'll not have any more personal tragedy to report on and yeah I'm just please just keep spreading the word of the podcast I really do mean that I'd love to see it on Instagram stories I'd love to see people tweeting about it really helps you know and if this helps you help me guys love yous see you next week <laughs>